Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Isaiah chapter 53. We are on week four of a series called Dr. Jesus. How many of you know that he's the best doctor in town? Come on, how many of you know that he's the best doctor in the world of all time? He's the great physician. And I believe with all of my heart the reason why the Lord wanted me to teach this was because uh, God wants every one of us healed, completely healed. I mean, every single sickness, he wants to be completely healed. I, 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 I gave an example before that sometimes you walk into a doctor's office and you, maybe you went in for your elbow but then you walk in, you say, I also have this thing going on with my ear. You don't want to say, well, make another appointment. No, you, you just want, it, you want him to be able to say, let me tell you, let me take care of all of it. And let me tell you, in Jesus is everything, all healing. Well, I, I have emotional damage. He, he'll take care of it. Well, I have, you know, a, a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety going on. He'll take care of it. Oh, I'm addicted to drugs and nobody knows it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic and uh, nobody knows it. <laughs> he does. I mean, let me tell you, he wants to bring freedom and healing and life everlasting. And, the, and Satan wants to rip you off, kill you, steal from you, destroy from you. But I know that the people of God, God has a plan for. I also want to remind you, some people might say, so is it all about us? Well, no, it's all about Jesus. But for him, it's all about us. He loves us. He takes care of us. And, uh, and the Bible says that when Jesus went about in the city, his ministry was threefold. You know what it was? He went about everywhere, preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching is the gospel so that people would come into the kingdom. Teaching is so that they'd have understanding, so that they can understand the ways of God and know how to walk in the ways of God and be a disciples. But healing is about recovery and is about being taken care of. If healing wasn't important to God, then Jesus wasted a third of his ministry. I mean, healing was a big deal to the Lord. In fact, he would go into places where they didn't have believe, where they didn't believe, and they didn't have understanding. And what would he do? He would teach the word of God. Why? To build faith. Why? So that they'd have, so that they'd be have the capacity to receive the things of the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to receive anything from God. Without faith, it's impossible to receive salvation. Uh, it says in the book of Romans, chapter ten, "How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a teacher?" Everything you receive from God, you have to receive by faith. Listen, everything you receive from God, you have to receive by faith. In other words, salvation is not just going to fall on you. And you say, what happened? I don't know. I woke up and I, I just was saved today. No, you have to make a decision and you have to believe it and receive it and confess it. Healing just doesn't fall on you. It's something, forgiveness or, 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 uh, or freedom in your life doesn't just fall on you. It's something you have to receive it by faith. The Bible says without faith, in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it's impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe, believe. Well, you need to keep a qualification of receiving from God. So how do you believe? Well, what if I don't believe? Well, you need to keep hearing. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by what? Hearing by what? The word of God. So if I come up and I'm just talking about some subject and some goofy story or something, and you're like, that was good. I really like, I feel good today. Yeah, but is your faith built? 
Is your faith built? Faith in what? Faith in what the Word of God said. And so what we want to do is go back to the Word of God. Everything in your life, the Word of God is the foundation. The Bible says that he even exalted his word above his name. His word is powerful. You are, his word is, is it, the word of God is what keeps we can stand upon. And so Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 is our text in this series. We're on week four. And it says this, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And I want you to say this with me. And by his stripes, we are healed. Say it again. And by his stripes, we are healed. Say it again. And by his stripes, we are healed. So are we going to get healed or are we healed? We are healed, right? So are we trying to get healing or do we have healing? We have healing, right? And then 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Can we say that? By whose stripes... Say it again. By whose stripes you were healed. Now, personalize it. Say, by whose stripes I was healed. Come on, say it again. By whose stripes I was healed. So are you healed or not? You are. What if I'm not? Then be healed. <laughs> right? By whose stripes what? I was healed. So say it. By whose stripes I was healed. But I'm not feeling good, so am I lying? Well, let me ask you, if you don't feel like close to God and like God loves you, are you lying to say that he loves you? No? Huh? No. No, you say, no, the word of God says he loves me, and Jesus said, for God so loved the world. So I go by my faith, not by my feelings. Yeah, then what about the same thing? What if I'm not feeling well today, but yet I know that, that he says, by his stripes I was healed? Well, then I am healed but I will say that whatever is dealing, whatever might stay on healed people's bodies doesn't have the right to stay on my body. Why? Because I'm healed. And sickness doesn't stay on healed people's bodies. Somebody say amen. So say, by his stripes, I was healed. Now, what I want to talk about for a few minutes today is when are you healed? When are you healed? And let me give this example. Uh, if you were praying for a car, okay, you, you needed a car, like you just... God, I really need a car, and I pray for a car, and, and I, I pray that you'd work that out. And then you're praying and praying and praying and praying for a car, and then someone comes up to you, and you know that they have, uh, they have everything that you need to, to take care of that, and they come and say, hey, I want you to know I have a car for you. I, God just put it on my heart to give you a car. And you went, oh, really? And they go, in fact, here's the keys. You can pick it up on Monday. It'll be ready for you. What would you do? Would you, would you look at it and say, I'll believe it when I see it? Or would you say, oh, thank you, and you'd be happy, and you'd say, Monday, when do I pick it up? I pick it up on Monday. You'd call your friends. You'd call people, tell people around you, and they'd say, I noticed you don't have a car. I do have a car. Really? Yeah. What does it look like? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but what? But I received it. Why? Because someone reliable told me that they gave me the car. What do I got to do? Just got to pick it up on Monday, right? So... So you're going to pick it up on Monday, but you already received it. Where did you receive it? You received it on the inside. By his stripes, you were healed. Where do you receive healing? On the inside. You receive it in your spirit. Sometimes we think that we need evidence on the outside to know that God's will has come to pass. Let me remind you of this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this. 
Now, faith is, this isn't on the screens, but let me just tell you. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. Faith is the evidence. Where is faith found? Is it found in the head or in the heart? It's found in the heart. It says in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his, in his what? In his heart, not in his head. Because your head, you can not catch it in your head, but in your heart you believe it, right? Does not doubt in his heart, but believes where? In his heart that these things will come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. He's saying you need to catch it in your heart. What was the scripture I just said a minute ago? Not Mark 11, 20. Oh, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. So Hebrews chapter 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence is found in your heart, not in your body. I said the evidence is found in your heart, not your body. The problem where we, I believe we miss it with healing and receive things from God is we get prayed for. We don't see the evidence with our body. We, didn't, we don't believe that the evidence is found in our heart, in our belief, so we don't think anything happened. But I want to tell you today, and I want really I'm answering the question, when are you healed? Well, we gave the, I gave the car analogy. When did you get happy about the car? When you drove it or when it was given to you? When it was given to you, why? Because you believed the person that said they gave it to you, right? And you got excited about it enough to call your friends and to tell you, I got it. So when do you get healed? When God said you were healed. And when, when did God say you were healed? On the cross, right? By whose stripes you what? Come on, say it. By whose stripes you? I know that some are still thinking, really? I've never heard it that way before. Well, now you have. <laughs> That's the word, right? By whose stripes you were healed. Come on, say it over your life again. By whose stripes I was healed. Say this, I'm not trying to get healed. I already receive healing in my heart. And it will come to the rest of me, right? That's how it comes. That's how the things of the Lord are received is by faith. When is, when is the car in that analogy yours? It's yours as soon as someone's committed it to you. When is healing yours? As soon as you receive it. It's yours as soon as you receive it. Uh, this is the way that God operates. God operates by faith. God does not operate by this statement. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, then you can't receive from the Lord. Why? Because... Uh, if you have to see it to believe it, that means that you have to, you, that's not called faith because if you see it, then you wouldn't have to have faith. Faith is something, the evidence of things, faith, Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it means, it means faith is something you don't see. If you saw it, it wouldn't be faith. Are you catching it? If you saw everything come to pass, you wouldn't have to have faith. It would just be fact, which is well, thing different, so I guess it didn't happen. Get prayed for, people pray for healing, and they say, well, I don't feel anything different, so I guess it didn't happen. Because they're trying to get the evidence in their body rather than get the evidence in their spirit. Catching anything you catch from God, you have to catch it in the spirit, and eventually the flesh will follow. Listen, the natural always follows the spiritual. I said the natural always follows the spiritual. 
That's why I think it's even better than just to come and pray for someone to get health and healing. And then they say, hey, I'm, uh, man, I fell down under the spirit, under the, under the, the anointing of God. And, and I got touched by the Lord and I got healed. And I go, that's great. Now I want you to keep your healing. I don't know if I could do that. Well, then you'll just have to go back and get into the healing line again. But when you receive healing and you know that you're not the sick trying to get healed, but you're the healed on the inside, you can, you can retain and maintain healing on the inside. Same thing with freedom. I watched so many people get bound and then they went right back into sin and got bound and went right back into sin. Why? Because you have to know that you're not only the healed, you are the free. You are a free person. Nobody has the opportunity or the chance. Nobody has the ability or the right, should I say, to lock you up anymore. You're the, the free. So healing, this is what I want to tell you. Healing is not always instantaneous. You don't always, healing isn't always seen. Let me say it that way. Healing isn't always seen instantaneously, but healing is always received right away. But it, it's not always seen. This is where I think most people get, uh, get caught, is they didn't see it, so they didn't think it happened. But things happen in the unseen before they happen in the seen. And many times in the word, this happens. One is in Mark 11. Mark 11, Jesus was walking, Mark 11, 23, with his disciples one day, and he was hungry. In fact, he saw this tree, and he got hangry, you know, hungry and angry. You ever been there? Yeah. So he walks up to this tree, and the Bible says that the next day when he had came to, uh, from Bethany, he was hungry and uh, somebody say Jesus was hungry, okay? And seeing from afar off, he saw this fig tree having leaves, and he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it wasn't the season of leaves. Have you ever been driving down the road, and you saw, like, the hot sign on Krispy Kreme, and you're like, hey, come on, I'm going to make a trip. Or you, or you see on your Google Maps, and it says open, and then you drive all the way there, and you get there, and you go to shake the door, and, and they're like, we're not open today. And you're all, oh, I wanted to say this, curse you, let no one eat of you ever again. I'm hungry, man. What are you doing putting your open sign on? That's what happened to the fig tree, okay? The fig tree had the open sign on, and Jesus is like, let no one. In fact, if I can't eat, nobody's going to eat of you ever again. It says in verse 14, in response, Jesus said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Notice, and his disciples heard it. Can you say his disciples heard it? Notice it didn't say his disciples saw something different. Notice it didn't say his disciples saw the, the tree change. It says his disciples heard it, and then they kind of just went on with the story. They heard him say that. Well, then um, we go on and we pick up the story on the next day uh, about this tree and Jesus. Jesus had a relationship with this tree. <laughs> he was about to kill it, okay? Uh, and in uh, Mark chapter 11, it says, now in the morning, verse 20, in the morning, this is the next day, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots and Peter remembering to him said rabbi check it out there's the fig tree which you cursed it's withered away see he was probably he was surprised by it why probably because it, nothing happened to the tree the day before he cursed the thing and then he kind of just went on and the next day Peter went hey that's the tree that Jesus spoke to Jesus check it out that's the tree and the bible says that he looked and said teacher look there's the fig tree that you cursed. Now it's withered from the roots. And the Bible doesn't say that Jesus looked back and looked at the tree and went, check it out. I got to watch what I say. No, he didn't say that. Jesus looked at Peter and he said, have faith in God. What was he saying? He was saying, this is how God's faith works. This is how the faith that God called us to operate works. It works by speaking and believing. 
not by seeing. In fact, when he says have faith in God, some translators would translate it, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith or the way that God speaks things. Let me tell you, in the, in the, the kingdom of God, this is the way faith operates. You say it and you believe it and you move on. You say it and believe it and move on. And what? It will come to pass. You say it and believe it and it will come to pass. What does that mean? It means if you get prayed for and you have the prayer of faith and you receive healing, you are healed. Well, it didn't manifest. No, you're in recovery mode. It's coming. But in the spirit, something changed, something happened. So when does healing come? Well, I received it when I prayed. So here's what happened. He said, and Peter, remembering him, said, Rabbi, look. And Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, he goes on and says, for assuredly I say to you that whoever says to this mountain, he did two things. He changed who it was and he changed what it was. He made what it was bigger. He said, not only this little big tree, but this big mountain. And not only me, but you. Whoever says to this mountain, he was given an extreme example, be thou removed or get out of the way and does not doubt in his heart but believes the things he says will come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. I want you to notice. He says, whoever says to the mountain and believes, he will have whatever he says. Now, did the mountain leave before the believing or after the believing? He said, did the mountain, would the mountain leave before you believed or after you believed? Okay, so if we say, I believe it when I'll see it, then we'll say, does that statement, what comes first, seeing it or believing it? Listen, let me ask you again. The statement, I'll believe it when I see it, which is how most people operate. Does that statement, what comes first, the believing or the seeing? The seeing. So if you're a, I'll believe it when I see it person, you won't be able to receive anything from God. What? Yeah, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And faith is something that's received spiritually. Healing is something that you receive in your spirit. Some people are trying to receive healing in their bodies before they're receiving it in their spirits. See, sickness is not just physical, it's spiritual. There are demonic spirits that want to attach sickness to people. And you have to break those spiritual things in the spirit and receive spiritually. And what will happen? Well, the physical will just follow. Amen? Somebody say amen. If you didn't catch it, that's okay. Just hang on. We're going to just keep going over the word here. He says, whoever says and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says, he'll have whatever he says. Notice he'll have whatever he says, not what he sees. Now, then Jesus said in verse 24, Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, notice, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. Now, I know in our English Bibles, we put a comma. Whatever things you ask, when you, when you pray, comma, believe you receive them. But in the, in the original language, there are no punctuations. Now, what he's saying here, and, and I'll show it to you because it goes across through a number of other scriptures. Whatever things you ask, who said this? Jesus. To who? To whoever. Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them. And you will have them. Notice this. Look at what when you ask, believe you receive them, and you will have them. When do you receive them? When you pray. 
When do you receive things from the Lord? When you pray. And then what happens? Then you will have them. So if you're waiting to the then you'll have them to believe, remember Jesus said in, in Mark chapter 16, in fact, flip to that scripture, Mark chapter 16, it says this, um, these signs will follow them who believe. Let me ask you a question. Listen, let me ask you a question because just this thinking right here will change how you think about this. Signs will follow those who believe. What's first, believe or signs? What is it? Okay. Signs, healing, manifestation follows what? Faith. So it takes believing before signs. Not signs and then I'll believe. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see the signs, right? No, these signs will follow them who believe. So it starts with believing. Then you get what? Signs. Let me say it. It starts with believing. Then you get Right. So you receive healing when you believe. And you, get, you pray for healing and you receive healing and believe that you receive healing. Then at some point at a later time, whether it be five minutes, ten minutes, one minute, two days, two years, you receive healing. or You've received healing, then the sign of healing comes afterwards. But when do you receive healing? Come on, when do you receive healing? When you pray and believe. I just gave you the answer. Here we go. When do you receive healing? When you pray and believe. What if you pray and don't believe? Nope, disqualified. Well, wait, so are you saying it's faith? No, Jesus said that. I, I, I can't come up with new doctrine. Jesus said that. Remember, he said, daughter, your faith has made you well right? He said, I've not seen such faith even in all of Israel. See, faith is the switch. And I've given this example times that, that if, if, if there's no lights in the room and we don't just stop and go, oh, we just pray for lights, Lord. We just pray that you come and rain down lights on us. And someone just says, oh, you don't have to do that. You just go flip the switch on. And you flip the switch and MLGW already has the lights, right? Now, when you flip the switch, was it your power that caused the lights to come on? No, it was MLGW. But it was your switch that released the power of MLGW. See, faith, when he said, daughter, your faith has made you well, was it her faith that really made her well? Well, it was her faith that flipped on the switch for the power of God to make her well. So it's not faith that makes you well. It's faith that activates the power of God that makes you well. And it's the same thing that happens in freedom. It's the same thing that happens in any area that you receive from the Lord. In fact, uh, James chapter 1 verse 5 says, if any man lacks wisdom, if you have direction, you just keep walking around all day and saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I prayed and I still don't know what to do. Well, you're not going to find out what to do if you keep talking that way. Because without faith, you can't receive wisdom either. In fact, it says right there in James, uh, uh, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him, but, <laughs> I love the Bible's buts. He said, but let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the circumstance, by what the latest news, by what's going on later. He says, let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord. 
He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. What is he saying? The same way to receive salvation is the same way to receive wisdom, is the same way to receive healing. It's the same way to receive uh, uh, freedom. It's the same way to receive anything from the Lord. You have to believe it before you see it. Now, you can't just believe anything. You have to believe the Word of God. That's why uh, if you want to receive anything from the Lord, you got to go back to the Word of God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So Jesus said, he will have whatever he says, and when you pray, believe you'll receive them, and you'll have them. He does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Mark eleven twenty four 24, and NIV says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Notice, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Have you received healing? You're like, wait, what do you mean? No, I'm asking you spiritually, how do you communicate with God? Spiritually or you, spiritually, right? So how do you receive, so have you received healing? You receive it, right? And then what's going to happen in the outward? Then it manifests. We are, we're all living between amen, I believe the word of God, and there it is, <laughs> somewhere in our lives. That's, that's called faith zone. It's the place that we're living here, Okay. You believe, then you receive. You, you believe now that you receive, and then you see the outward manifestations. Now, I remember when I was a teenager, I remember that I had horrible asthma. I mean, about as bad as it could get. I probably got rushed to the emergency room in the middle of the night. My parents put me in a car and rushed me probably at least 20 times in my life to where I, I remember being desperate, crying out, and I couldn't breathe. <gasps> I couldn't breathe. I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I remember them taking me to uh, uh, the, the doctor down in L.A. There was a big hospital in L.A., a specialist, and they laid me out on a table, and they put all these tests on me. Poke, I remember poking my back with all these needles, and they test me for what I was allergic to. And here's what I was allergic to. I was allergic to everything. <laughs> I mean, they just said, hey, hey, uh, you're allergic to everything. Just so if anyone asks, just say everything. But I remember catching this when I was a teenager, catching this, this word in my own heart and, rem and, and finding out that he healed me. If I believe he forgave my sins, I, I, have this, I have the faith to believe that he healed me too. And I began to say, no, I'm healed. I'm well. And I'd get prayed for, but I knew inside I'd be, I was building my belief and confidence inside that he healed me. And can I tell you that over a series of months, over a series of months, I the asthma completely went away. All allergies completely went away. But I remember the process that was going on in my spirit and the process that was going on in my body. And I was a teenager. I didn't sit here and feel sorry for myself and say, well, I'm just a teenager. This is my parents' responsibility. No, I knew that I don't want to be sick the rest of my life. And so I began to put healing inside of me. Little by little. Now I go to the doctor. I, I just got a physical a couple weeks ago. And they walk in. They say, how are you doing? Doing good. They say, um... Are you allergic to anything? Nope. Nothing. Taking any medications? Nope. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, well, your blood pressure's good, this and that. They always say the same thing. You're a little overweight. I say, really? <laughs> you are too? I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that, but, but uh, I always act surprised. Nobody's ever told me that before, you know, but, but I say, I know, doctor. I know, I know. I'm going to start walking. I'm going to eat less ribs. I moved to Memphis. I'm trying to... I'm trying to be all things to all people, right? I was skinny when I came here, you know, but 
No, <laughs> that's not true. But, uh, but I'll tell you, I received healing, and it manifested through time. Some people don't feel that they that they're really, really have faith if they don't see everything manifested overnight. You can have just as much faith and receive healing today and watch it manifest. But you have to believe. And the way, one of the ways you know you have to believe is the way you talk. You can tell people's faith by you just talk to them for a little while. And they'll tell you exactly where they are in their faith. They'll tell you exactly what they are in their belief. And their belief will validate their faith, whether it be negative or positive, right? But you have to keep the word of God in your mouth. Jesus, I want to tell you two examples of Jesus. One was in Luke chapter 17. We're talking about how you don't always see healing. When you get healed, you don't always see healing. And if you're looking for that evidence physically and not spiritually, you're going to miss it. Uh, the 10 lepers, it says it happened in Luke 17, 11. It happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers. What are lepers? Well, they have this disease, leprosy, their skin will fall off, okay? And they stood afar off. They were social distancing. I mean, that really what it that's really what it was, right? They were social distancing. They, were, they stood afar off because they had a disease and they didn't want to give you their disease. And they lifted up their voices and they saw Jesus from over there and they said, Jesus, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And Jesus saw them and he said to them, listen what he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. Now, the showing yourself to the priest was an act that showed you were healed. Jesus didn't even say they were healed. He told them, act like you're healed. <laughs> do the act of a healed person. And what would a healed person do that was healed of leprosy? He would go show themselves to the priest, and the priest would check them out, and they'd say they're cleansed, and then they can go back to society again. So he said, go show yourself to the priest. And I want you to notice what it says at the end of this. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Were they healed immediately? I mean, did it manifest immediately? When did it manifest? As they walked, as they went, as they acted, as they walked it out. James says, you show me your faith, I'll show you my, my faith by my works. Works is the evidence of faith. Works doesn't replace faith. Work represents faith. Work displays faith. The works, the, the, the walking out of faith shows where your faith is like you know sometimes i remember there's times in my life where i'd be feel like i'm sicker than a dog and i'd lay on the couch oh i'm so sick i don't get sick i mean i can't remember the last time i've been sick i just don't get sick very often i remember laying on the couch oh i'm so sick and i say i believe that i'm healed i get the word of god out of my mouth oh lord whatever i did wrong i forgive me i wore myself out i'm forgive me lord oh i believe that I'm healed, and I lay there, get some rest, and then after a little while, this comes up in my heart. Well, healed men don't lay on the couch all day. What's it mean? Healed men get up. Well, I'm just telling you me. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying do this or do that. I'm just telling you me. I say, okay. So I get up, take a shower, put on some clothes, go to work, and you know what happened? The healing manifested. Why? Because I acted healed. Now, it wasn't the actions that made it happen. The action represented the faith that I believed that I was healed. 
But my actions walked out what I believed. Does that make sense? And then what happened? Then the healing manifests, and they say, so how did you get healed? By faith, I believed it, and then I walked it out, right? And, and that's what happens. What, I, what I'm not saying is go get off your medication and go get off, you know, throw, stomp your eyeglasses and, you know, uh, uh, destroy your doctor's numbers and all those kinds of things and, you know, get off this and get off that. I've watched people do that, and then they're like, pray for me that I get the contacts back. <laughs> I'm jacked up, you know? No, no, no. What I am saying is the Lord will lead you in this process, but believe that you're healed. So the lepers were one that they he were healed. At, they were as they went, they were cleansed. The second example of Jesus was in John chapter four. Uh, the Bible says uh, that Jesus said, "Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders?" What is he saying? Will you not believe until you see? See, that's what even a lot of Christians will do. I I'll believe you when I see it. And they're asking for, they're asking Jesus, show us miraculous signs and wonders. And Jesus is like, you wicked and perverse generation who always has to see a sign in order to believe. Can't you just believe? Because signs will follow them who? This guy who had, it's important to believe. He says this, and then this official came up to him, this this guy who had authority, and he says, Lord, please come. My little boy's about to die. In verse 50, it says, Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live. Did the man see any evidence that his son was going to live? No, but what did he do? He heard the word of the Lord. And what did the man do? He had a choice. Do I believe Jesus, or do I sit here and beg him for healing? I believe the word of the Lord. So it says that while the man was on his way, what did he do? While he was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well, verse 52. And it says, and he asked them when, he asked them when the boy had begun to get better. Can you say begun to get better? You know what it means? It's a process of healing. When did the healing start? And you know what they said? It started yesterday afternoon at one o'clock. That's when the fever suddenly disappeared. And he went on, verse, the next verse, and he says, Then the father realized that that was the very time that Jesus spoke the word. And he says, your son will live. And he, is an entire, he and his entire household believed in Jesus. Notice, unless you see, you won't believe. He said, that's what, that's what people who aren't catching things from God, they have to see it first in order to believe. And then he said, when did he begin to get better? At the time that Jesus spoke the word. Remember again in Mark chapter 16, these signs will follow those who believe. I want you to say that with me. These signs will follow those who believe. Say it again. These signs will follow those who believe. Say, I'll see healing when I believe healing. It's absolutely the truth. It's absolutely the truth. We have to receive from the Lord. We have to receive from the Lord. And he goes on and says, in my name, they'll cast out demons. Listen, you don't need some super prophet to come, some super evangelist to come cast out demons. If there are demons around you, cast them out. Just use the name of Jesus or they're going to wipe you out. He says, they'll speak with new tongues. Well, Jesus talked about tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it'll by no means hurt them. You say, viruses, sickness, disease, Leave me in Jesus' name. Go around me. He says, and they will lay hands on the sick and they will get healed instantly. Is that what it says? They'll lay hands on the sick and immediate. What's the word? Climate. Is that what it says? No, they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall. What's the word? 
when you go into the doctor or in the hospital and you get a surgery, you get a surgery and they, 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 they say, oh, there was a lot that we had to do in surgery. And then after surgery, they put you in the recovery room. And the recovery room is there to keep you until you fully recover. You're not ready to go out and just be you again and, and be in society again. You have to stay in recovery. Well, how long do I have to stay in recovery? Depends on how bad the surgery was. Do you know that there's a lot of people who have got healed and lost their healing because they haven't been wanting to be in recovery? They wanted to jump right back at it, and they realize, bam, Satan, pow, knocks them out again. What I'm not saying is that healing is forever. What I am saying is that there are times you get healed, you receive it on the inside. And can I tell you, when you receive it on the inside, you really don't care how long it takes. When you know you're healed and you've been battling something for, if you've been battling something for two years, if you've been battling something for five years and they say it's going to take a year to recover, you're okay with it as long as I recover, right? Anybody know what I mean? As long as I recover. Listen, lay hands on the sick and they shall what? So when do you receive healing? When you pray. Believe you receive it. When do you recover? You recover afterwards. They shall recover. Recovery comes after believing. John G. Lake, one of the most powerful healing evangelists, said this. Sometimes instant healings are a curse because some people get healed and go away and forget God. John G. Lake probably healed more people than may maybe anyone. In, in recent days. John G. Lake, powerful, powerful. He said, he believed that people are gradually healed, people that are gradually healed can see that they get better and better as they walk in God and that knowledge becomes an invaluable wealth to them. See, and this is where, and you tell me if this is not the truth, this is where Satan hits us, is if we don't see everything manifest, we just think it didn't happen. Well, let me tell you, Nate, you can come and play. Let me tell you, God is working on something in you. God is working. And, and if you're asking God and believing of your head to the bottom of shoe, he wants to complete healing in you. He wants from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet to receive full healing, spirit, soul, body, all of you right now. Just say, I receive healing in the name of Jesus. I receive healing. Just say it. I receive healing in the name of Jesus. I'm going to read to you one more thing about Thomas. Thomas came to Jesus. Jesus said, hey, look. And Thomas said, because, Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen, you believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. In other words, people who want to see it all the time and I don't see this and I don't see that and I don't see this, you're not going to last for very long. But people who believe the word of God, confess the word of God, hold on to the word of God, you're going to see fruit in your life. You're going to see healing not only manifest, but continue in your life. And in the name of Jesus, I speak healing over everybody in this room, in Jesus' name. Hey, if you haven't received the communion elements right where you are, we're going to quickly receive communion. Would you just lift your hands? Would you just lift one hand and someone's going to come and give you communion elements right where you are? We're going to believe God and proclaim healing right now. Healing's going to start right now in someone's life. 1 Corinthians 11. It says, And when he had given thanks, he broke bread. 
and said, take, eat, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he took the cup after supper and he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Look at me for a moment. The word proclaim is say. Jesus said, whatever you say and believe, you'll have. So let's proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Would you right now, everyone received, if you need, you need, you just lift your hands. We'll get that to you. Take this right now online. Would you grab a cracker, fishy cracker, bread, uh, Oreos, whatever, whatever you have. You just grab them. And we're going to receive together. Would you take this bread in your hand? Would you break it? Would you break it? And say this out of your mouth. Come on, let's make this confession. Say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you're the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for being raised from the dead for my salvation. Say, Jesus, I thank you for healing today. Come on, just as simple as you can. Say, thank you for healing today. Heal me, Lord. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, I receive healing. Say, I receive freedom today. <laughs> Say, I receive hope today. I receive wisdom today. I receive life today. I receive direction today. Thank you, Jesus. And let's receive today. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take the cup. Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Jesus, we thank you. Your blood seals it. Your blood seals it. Blood covenant. We have a covenant of healing today. Come on, let's thank him for the covenant of healing today. Would you take it together? Put your cups to your side. And let's thank him for healing today. Come on, thank him for a new covenant. Thank you for the new covenant in the blood of Jesus. New covenant. Listen, there are people in this room, there are people who are listening and watching right now who've settled for sickness in your life. And God says, don't settle for sickness. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank him right now. Let's thank him for healing. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.